0: Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! What's up, my nerds? Welcome back to the Next Gen Nerd Podcast, where we talk nerdy and we talk ministry. If you are a friend of the podcast, I would love for you to go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to give us five stars and give us a great review so other people can find us. Sorry I've been gone for a minute, it's been a little while since our last episode, uh, but I uh, took Greek 2 and it was killing me and I ended up having to drop it, so I'm back now. I've got some more time and uh, we've got a few short episodes to kind of whet your appetite coming up in the next couple weeks. Got some interviews in the works moving forward, changing the format a little bit when it comes to interviews just so uh, we can even more so enjoy the nerdiness of some of the topics we're going to be talking about. But today I want to step back in gingerly, and give a couple things that I've been reading, watching, listening to stuff. Like that, and then I've got a, a resource from poddex.com using their episode deck today to go ahead and give us our ministry-related topic. So, what have I been watching lately? Uh, a lot of things, a lot of things. Uh, finished up Wandavision. I know that you guys don't want to hear spoilers for that. I'm sure you guys have heard plenty on it. Uh, all I'll say is this: I was disappointed with the finale. I feel like we needed four more episodes in order to get a really good story with the uh, with the finale. Um, but I'll maybe uh, cover that some other time, but uh, finish that up, watch the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm excited about that, uh, when you have all this money being thrown at a TV show, it just comes out to be a great TV show, but uh, the thing that I have most enjoyed watching recently, uh, I was watching a bunch of, actually the, the most current Godzilla Universe movies, so Godzilla from, I think it was 2017, with, uh, with Brian Cranston, And then uh, Kong Skull Island, 2019, I think, maybe. I may get the years off a little bit. Uh, And then finally, Godzilla King of Monsters. So I watched them back to back to back. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Just felt like it. Uh, And I've always enjoyed King Kong, uh, old King Kong movies, Uh, even the one with Jack Black. I enjoyed that one, Uh, but I'll watch anything Jack Black's in. But so I decided I want to watch these, and uh, I really enjoyed them. I mean, they are definitely popcorn flicks, so if you're looking for, you know, the deep mysteries of the universe, look elsewhere. But I thoroughly enjoyed it, and in fact, right now, if you send me an email, my ringtone for my email is the Godzilla Roar. So uh, just a couple thoughts on these as you're getting ready to watch them. Um, they, uh, they're they trying to build this whole big universe, so if you haven't watched any of them, pick them up, watch them. They're fun. Uh, they're great, um, but uh, they're trying to build this big universe, which is great. I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for a long arc, uh, a great story. So, uh, so it's been fun that they kind of jump back and forth in different time periods. But the most recent one, my biggest beef is, I felt like they were trying to like cram everything they could cram into this third movie, like they weren't going to make another one. But they are. I'm excited. They made a they're making a fourth one. Uh, it's Godzilla versus King Kong, uh, and supposedly. Mecha Godzilla is going to be in there so that'll be great to have that but thoroughly enjoyed it so check it out uh, it's made me want to go back and watch the old Godzilla movies little nerd fact for you if you weren't aware the way that they make they made the Godzilla scream in the old movies is they would take pine tar and drag it along a bass guitar and that's what made that noise so there you go if you were wondering that's how they do it that's how they do it. So that's what I've been watching. Uh, I've been reading a lot lately. I've found a reading challenge on Youth Ministry Booster. Shout out to Youth Ministry Booster uh, where they're challenging us to, uh, or it was a challenge to read um, uh, two books a week. Two books a week, which is a lot unless you listen to books or unless you're in seminary We have to read a lot anyways for me. So I have uh, read a lot. I think I'm at 22 books already this year. Um, and uh, there's been some, some great ones, and there's been some, uh, some stinkers. Uh, some of the ones that I have really enjoyed, uh, I picked up the latest installment in Magic 2.0 which is a fantastic series magic 2.0 it's a funny series a light series the general idea is that this main character and you learn this in the first couple of chapters of the first book so i'm not spoiling anything he finds this file on some server he was hacking in some server and in there he finds all this information about himself and if he edits the file it edits him in real life so for example in the file it says that he's 5'9 if he edits it to 6 feet He grows to six feet. Uh, And so there's all kinds of fun hijinks that ensue as he realizes he can do magic now. He can make things appear. He can change the value of his bank account and all this other stuff. So uh, it was a lot of fun. But the, the most recent one, I was nervous about picking it up. It's called The Vexed Generation. I can't remember if it's book five or six. I think it's book six. But I was concerned because it's following the main character's kids. So this is like, you know, six books down the row. Um, and I, I always hate when, when people do that because then I feel like it's not a, a great story. But... Uh, they did a great job of it. Great job of it. It was a fun read. Um, it, even if you don't want to pick up the rest of them, this most recent one, Vex Generation, kind of gives you a recap of what's happened in the previous books, kind of throughout the first several chapters. So it's a good jumping-off point. And it was fun. I was uh, I was talking to a youth parent recently who was asking me if I thought Ready Player Two was a, an appropriate book for their uh, sixth grader. I think he's in sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade. And I was a little concerned because there's some language in there. Uh, there's some adult content in there. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know. Uh, they should probably definitely read Ready Player One first. And she says, oh, he did, and he loved it. I said, well, if you read Ready Player One and you're okay with that, there's not a whole lot more in there. But it got us talking about favorite book series that uh, that we have. And so I'll uh, I'll probably bring some of those in some future episodes to my favorite book series. But uh, I, I recommended Magic 2.0. It's a fantastic series. It's funny. Uh, you, if you enjoy magic if you enjoy video games uh it's it's a good one it's a good one for you so check it out that's the magic 2.0 series the books are short uh and uh and they're they're fun they're really fun so that's what I've been watching, that's what I've been reading, uh, and technically listening to, And so, but I'm also going to do what have I been listening to, and I'm going to talk about some uh, some podcast stuff. So if you're like me, you like to have a big old queue of podcasts that you can come back to and listen to and enjoy, and, uh, and if you're looking for some suggestions, uh, I've got a couple for you. So I recently did a conference at our church that was looking at um, Next Gen Ministry, and Part of that, I was looking at these different breakout sessions, and I found one by a guy named Drew Dixon. Now, if you know Drew Dixon, you know where I'm probably going with this, but Drew Dixon is the head of an organization called Love Thy Nerd. It's a Christian organization that goes to Comic-Cons and shares the gospel with nerds at Comic-Con and does plenty of other things in in nerd and geek culture. So I used a video of his as one of our breakout sessions, uh, and... uh, in there, he talks about his website and his and the podcast that they have. So, Love Thy Nerd has a whole host of podcasts. A whole uh, uh, they they have a they call Love Thy Nerd Radio. It's an all radio station, and these podcasts premiere on there. But it's a whole network of these shows, and so I downloaded uh, the the latest episode of like all of them. I think there's like six or seven shows in total. Now, I listened to them, and some were my cup of tea, and some weren't, okay? So there was one that was talking about comic books, which I love comic books. I love reading comic books, but, like, they were going into deep minutia of episode or, or issues that were coming out each week. Like, each week, they talk about things that are coming out that week. And for me, I don't like that. When I'm reading comic books, I like to read a volume that's got, like, a whole story encapsulated into it. So that one bit the dust. There's another one on wrestling. I love you, Al Paulson, but I just can't take wrestling. So, all right, that one was off the list. Uh, they had one that was an interview for, uh, it was they were interviewing game developers, which I was kind of cool, but I've got enough interviews, I don't really care, got rid of that one. But there are two that, that stayed on my playlist. One is called Church Nerds, uh, and it's two parents, and they just talk about being nerdy parents and having nerdy kids uh, and it's just a lot of fun. So in my life stage, I get that that it, it resonates with me. I love playing board games with my kids. I love doing nerdy things with my kids. So, uh, so I've thoroughly enjoyed that one. So, Church Nerds, that's a good one. And the other one is Free Play. And Free Play is kind of like a, your your morning DJ, uh, you know, talk show, um, where they're just kind of going over nerd culture and what's going on. And, uh, it's, it's been, it's been pretty interesting. So, um, so that's what I've been listening to. Uh, there's a couple podcasts you check out. Remember, that's Church Nerds and Free Play. So, uh, like I said, I've got a resource here by poddecks.com if you like doing podcasts and you are wanting new ideas. Uh, I went in and bought all five decks that they had. And there's uh, two that are interview decks that have got questions for interviews. One is a what-the-heck deck, which is kind of just random questions. One is a would-you-rather. And then there's one that's called the episode deck. And so the episode deck has got creative ideas for things that you can do for each episode. And so I went ahead and shuffled it, uh, and I drew a card, and so that's what we're gonna talk about today. And so the card says, what are newbie mistakes in your industry? And so, my industry is next gen ministry, is 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 church biz. Uh, and so, what are some newbie mistakes that people make in church ministry, uh, in youth ministry, in next gen ministry? And so, I'm gonna give a few that uh, that I've seen. Some of these I have uh, perpetrated. Some of these I have done. Um, but let's uh, let's just jump in. So, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three. The first one is this: coming in and wanting to uh, establish your own vision at the expense of the previous guy, uh, or the previous girl, previous whoever. Uh, The idea that you come in and you wanna make it yours, and so you begin to make all these changes so that it's your vision, so that it's your thing. And there's a couple of big flaws with this uh, that we can do, a couple of big problems. Number one, uh, it says everything you've done before is wrong. Which is not healthy for a church. It's not healthy for for you to come in and do that to any church. That telling them that everything they've done is wrong or that the guy that was here before, or the girl that was here before didn't know what they were doing. You go ahead and remove a whole lot of trust when you come in and begin making a whole bunch of changes. Now, does that mean you make no changes? No. They paid you to make changes. They paid you to be to be there and to make a difference. But maybe you take it slow. Maybe you take it slow. So that's you know, that's issue number one. Number two issue is it also it doesn't help if you don't know the culture of the church. Things that worked at your previous church or things that worked in your previous context may not work at your, at your current church. For example, the church that I grew up in, the first church that I served in, we would do game nights on Friday nights because that's when we wanted to get together and do game nights. I moved to a church that's in a more rural setting, and so Friday nights are reserved for football. And it was just so funny that I didn't think anything about it. And if I would have stopped and thought about our culture and learned about our culture, I would have realized Friday nights are set aside for football. That's just that's just the way it is. Um, and so when I started, we did these game nights on Friday nights. Nobody came. Several years later, I realized that this is what was going on. And instead, we started doing Tailgates and fifth quarters, things that were tied into football. Um, but that's what the first newbie mistake you can make is coming in and making a bunch of changes. Okay, that's mistake number one. Mistake number two uh, is overspending your relational bank, uh, and this isn't just a n- newbie mistake. I think anybody can do this. But when you come into a new church, people know who you are, and there's some, um, uh, there's some. Grace in you making some changes and 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 spending some relational money because people are excited that you're there Okay, you're the new guy. You're the new girl Uh, And so uh, there there is some of that But the problem is is sometimes we can overspend a relational bank because we haven't put in the time To get to know the church to get to know the people to build relationships to to develop relationships And so we can overspend our relational bank account uh, and then all of a sudden The church doesn't want us there anymore, and we're wondering, why is that? I'm just doing things that I think are important, and yes, they probably are important, but what's happened is, is you have made people uh, uh, put more trust in you than they actually have, and it causes kind of a a rift there. So again, problem number one is coming in and making changes right off the bat. Problem number two is overspending your relational bank, expecting people to do things uh, to trust you when they don't even really know you. Uh, You need to take time to get to know people. Um, and the third, uh, it's, it's going to be kind of a, a, a triangle. There are three things that you can do to have longevity in ministry. And if you don't do these three things, uh, it's a huge mistake that I see in new people in ministry. And so they're kind of, we've, we've mentioned some of the pieces of it. So um, uh, the three pieces are, uh, number one, uh, you have to equip your kids. You have to serve your kids. You have to minister to your kids. That's your job. That's your job that you're supposed to do. So you have to do that. The church also has to like you. The people of the church have to like you. If you're not likable, but you're you're working really hard with the kids, you're not going to stick around forever. You're not going to stick around forever. And the third part is, your pastor has to feel honored. Your pastor has to feel like he, he can trust you. Uh, that that He needs to know that you're loyal. And if you have these three pieces, you'll have longevity in your church. But if you don't have these three pieces, uh, there's a good chance that you're not going to survive there long. It doesn't matter that... Uh, that you are equipping the kids and that the church likes you if the pastor thinks that you're gunning for his job or if the pastor thinks that you don't support him as pastor. If the pastor thinks that you're causing dissension, you're going to have to go. It doesn't matter that the pastor uh, is feels that you're loyal to him and that you're equipping the kids. If the church doesn't like you, they're going to go ahead and run you out. And it doesn't matter if the pastor thinks that you're loyal. It doesn't matter if the church likes you. If you're not doing your job ministering to the kids, they're either going to remove you or God's going to remove you, one or the other. So those are just three mistakes that I see uh, for newbies, new in ministry. Number one, again, uh, the idea of coming in and making a whole bunch of changes. Number two, overspending your relational bank. And number three, not making sure that those three parties are getting their needs met, the church, your youth, and your pastor. Well, guys, that is what I've got for today. Don't worry. You'll have another episode coming out shortly. Uh, And uh, like I said, I've got some good interviews coming up. So excited about that. Uh, More details coming. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to give us a great rating. Don't forget to leave us a review. Appreciate you guys listening. Can't wait to talk to you guys later. See ya.